Star Wars 7x7 episode 3207. We're going to do another deep dive on The Mandalorian today because Moff Gideon said a couple of things that were basically outright lies. And so, based on the things that he's said to other people during the course of The Mandalorian, all three seasons, we can kind of guess at what he's actually up to, and I'm going to talk about that on today's episode. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, Moff Gideon has been up to something big, as we know from the three seasons of The Mandalorian we've gotten so far. There's something that he says, or a couple things he says, in this most recent episode, The Spies, that really illuminates what it is he's exactly up to. And we can start that analysis by considering a lie that he tells. Specifically, it's a lie that he tells to Commandant Brendel Hux when Hux says that he's heard rumors about Moff Gideon using Dr. Pershing for his own experiments on Navarro. And Gideon's response is, I don't do any of that. You're the one who's into cloning issues, right? But as we know, that is an outright lie. Moff Gideon is actually using Dr. Pershing for various cloning purposes. But based on the lie and based on what we learned from this episode, it seems like his true purpose is different from what we may have thought it was. So to explain what it is he's actually up to, we have to consider some things that we know about his past history. First of all, the situation on Navarro, it's a little bit confusing and a little bit misleading because there was music underlying the scenes when the Mandalorian and Grief Karga and Cara Dune found that cloning facility and they were looking inside the cloning, you know, weird tubes with the misshapen faces and whatnot. And the music behind that was related to stuff in the sequel trilogy, particularly to Snoke. So the suggestion was that this was about cloning Snoke and by extension, cloning to get to Emperor Palpatine being resurrected. But we have to stop and reconsider what it was that was actually happening at that cloning facility. In particular, what Dr. Pershing says in his hologram transmission is that there were volunteers who were getting Grogu's blood or a sample of Grogu's blood injected and they were fine with it for a couple of weeks until then very bad things happened and obviously the experiments weren't working. So we thought, again, that they were trying to figure out how to get clones to use the Force, and that's a story that we've heard along with The Rise of Skywalker and also Shadow of the Sith, the novel by Adam Christopher. But if Moff Gideon is not involved in Project Necromancer, which it sounds like he's not based on the conversations that the Warlords and Hux and Pelion were having in The Spies, then what is he doing with this cloning thing? It can't be for Palpatine. It means that he's got to be doing it for something else. Oh, and by the way, Project Necromancer, you know, the word necromancer is one that kind of kicks around in my brain. I think I have an idea of what it means, but I want to look it up anyway, just <laughs> to be sure. Necromancy is described as the art or practice 
of calling up the spirits of the dead for magical purposes, which definitely seems to fit the whole Palpatine resurrection scenario. So to consider what Gideon may really be up to, let's think about what he says to Bo-Katan and Din Djarin and the rest of the Mandalorians in that climactic scene. He talks about how every society has something to offer and he's looking at cloning and Mandalorians and the Jedi and he's aggregating the best of these and he's going to create an army that will bring order to the galaxy as a result. So you might then jump to the conclusion that his goal is to create a clone army of these next generation dark troopers that attacked all the Mandalorians, but that doesn't feel quite right either. The reason why that's the case is because in season two, in the very final episode, The Rescue, when the dark troopers were introduced, Oh, and actually they were introduced a couple episodes previous in the uh, tragedy. But what he talked about with those Dark Troopers was that they had eliminated the final flaw in the Dark Troopers, which was the human inside the suit. That was how he described it. So these next generation Dark Troopers, like this wouldn't be a perfection for him because it actually involves humans inside. I guess you could raise the question of whether he considers clones to be humans, and certainly that's a conversation that's been ongoing in the Bad Batch series. But I think it's safe to substitute organic for human in that regard. So really what he's done is he's improved the armor of the organic troopers that he has by making them out of Beskar alloy. That's one of the things that he's aggregated into his whole situation. As far as the cloning thing goes, if he doesn't have the ability to create more of the totally automated dark troopers, then what he could do potentially is clone a bunch of these other dark troopers to wear the next generation dark trooper suit. So that would answer the cloning situation. But then there's the whole Jedi thing. And that's where the Grogu blood ties in. But because Moff Gideon is looking to replace Grand Admiral Thrawn and possibly even just sidestep the whole Project Necromancer thing in order to bring new leadership to this group of Imperial warlords, the experiments that they're doing with midichlorians seem to suggest that Moff Gideon himself is looking for the ability to get force powers, to have force-sensitive abilities. It doesn't seem right that he would want to try to grant that ability to clones because then it would create an uprising against him or the possibility thereof. If he's the only one who is force sensitive and he knows that this is kind of a pretty rare situation in the galaxy right now, then that puts him on the top of the heap as far as the whole Imperial Remnant situation goes. He also says that the Beskar armor has been improved by putting him into it, and you can see how he would also arrive at the conclusion that the ability to use the Force would only be improved by the fact that he would be able to do it. So that's what I think Moff Gideon is up to with his talk about cloning and Mandalorians and the Jedi and aggravating various things from different societies. He's using Mandalorian armor to improve the existing body of people that he has to throw at various situations and ultimately the New Republic. He's improving the cloning situation with Dr. Pershing's knowledge to potentially grow his organic army and create more cannon fodder for all intents and purposes. And the Jedi side of things is that so he himself can develop force powers. And 
I would love to hear what you think about this, if you think that this makes sense. So please, if you're catching this on YouTube, drop a comment in the comments. They're right there. And if you're catching the audio version, then please swing over to the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com and drop a comment there and let me know what you think. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respected trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.